Hello and welcome to another episode of Caught Between a Tie and High Heels. This is the podcast where we discuss um, issues about being transgender and also having to hide. Uh, not all of us are, are out and proud, yay for those who are, but a lot of us are still struggling with fears and uh, different things. So like myself, and I'm trying to uh, tell my side of the story and reach out a little bit and hopefully do some answering questions and um, be able to share other people's experiences and also uh, work in my own as well. So you know a little bit about me and we can learn all about one another. Um, I First of all, I want to say thank you so much for everyone who has uh, been listening. This is I didn't think, uh, I figured that there were people that were out there that might listen or might be interested, um, but I had no idea uh, the amount of uh, listenership we've gotten so far. And I've only put out, this is actually episode four, I believe. I did have a little bit about me or what the podcast was about. And then I think the first one I did was just about me. Um, But yeah, I mean, we have like some listenership. So I'm really excited about this. We have listeners in Wisconsin, Massachusetts, California. Thank you all. My old home state of Virginia. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Connecticut. But not only are we in the States, but like we've already gone international, which I am extremely happy about. Um, I, I I mean, I was just looking to contact with the transgender community that's here uh, in the States. But to be able to reach out um, and to be able to have people listening in other countries to me um, who might be going through the same thing, I would love to know. Um, in Dublin, Ireland, I was like blown away with that. Um also, we just ended up, uh, I think as of today, uh, we ended up having some friends from Western Australia start listening to us. So that's pretty awesome. Uh, Hatfield, England, and also in Italy. So welcome. I really, really appreciate um, all of you just listening in. You don't have any idea how, what that really means to me uh, to have everyone. And I would really, honestly, please do write me. Um, put in some questions if you want, or comments at questions at tieandhighheels.com. If you don't want to do the email straight ahead, go to my website at tieandhighheels.com. There's a contact form. You can send me in anything that you want to. I've already heard from a few. Mara, thank you so much, dear. I appreciate all your emails. And also, Natasha, it's so great to meet you. I appreciate you writing in. Um... But those uh, are friends that are over in uh, Ireland or Australia, uh, England. I would really, I would really like to know what the climate is over there. Um, I'm sure. I mean, everything that happens over here in the states ends up making news globally somehow. Um, and I'm sure that you all have heard about all the things that are happening with our current administration. Not getting political, if I can possibly help it. Um, but do you all face similar situations? Like what, how safe do you feel? Are you hiding? Is there a lot of uh, other support communities that are there? I would really love to learn about in Italy, uh, anywhere you are in the world, if you're listening to this, I would love to hear about it uh, and uh, share because it would, again, it's more knowledge for me. And I always feel that as human beings, we're always students, we never stop learning. And uh, I was told a long time ago, if you think you know everything, you're absolutely wrong. 
Uh, so I constantly like to learn. And again, this is my favorite subject about being transgender because that's who I am. And um, this means I get like an international uh, education. So I really want to know uh, how things are um, in those other countries. Um, oh, and here we are in the holidays. It's the 16th of December. Um, has everybody done their Christmas shopping yet? I know I, I believe that I'm almost done. I think I have just a couple more for my kid. I maybe, I don't know. Um, but, uh, one of the things that I have found that I wanted to bring up because it sparks again, yet another trigger for me, uh, and my girlfriend, one of my, I have a cisgender, uh, friend, best friend, uh, Zena, and she is, um, she's wonderful. She's really wonderful. And, um, she, she was talking, I was telling her, I ordered some things from an online store and I got them and they were, uh, grotesquely huge. I mean, I'm a big girl. Okay, I'm not going to lie. I'm 5'10". I weigh two, you know, 225, 230. Um, so I'm not real proud of it, but I am trying to lose weight. Uh, I've done pretty well so far. Uh, I've lost a, a about 10 pounds, but I mean, I've got a lot to go before I'm going to be really happy. But when I order something, I'm going off of the measurements that I have. My friend, she is like a whiz at doing sewing. And she recommended, okay, if you're going to order online, here's what to look for. So I followed all of her tips. I got, oh my gosh, I ordered two skirts, a dress, a top, two tops. I ordered a t-shirt and then this really cute 50 style. Um, I am, just so you know my style, I, I don't know if you all have styles, but I recently, uh, within the past year, I've come to realize that I really like the 1950s. For some reason, I just love the dresses, and I love the cuts. I love the the um, the A-line skirts. I just think they're absolutely fabulous. Um, the shoes, again, I'm a bona fide card-carrying shoe whore. Uh, so love, love, love the shoes. Just really hard to try and find something in a 12 women's. Yeah, so it's funny. I can wear a 12 if it's flats, but it has to be a 12, well, a 12 wide. Um in uh, heels in order for my toes to spread out a little bit more. So they're not jihundic, but they're also certainly not a size 7, uh, which my wife is, and she can pretty much have her run of every pair of shoes that are out in the shoe store. Um, but the frustration, though, and, you know, all of us that are hiding, um, you want to find things for yourself. You know, you want to shop. You want to look nice. I mean, you, you know that you can dress inside your own home, so why not get something that you want? Um, you know, so you start ordering and how do you do it? Online shopping has been like the best because, oh my God, I remember when I bought my first piece of clothing. Well, of course, it's a pair of shoes. Naturalizer. They were patent leather black pumps. I think it was like a two inch heel, two and a half inch heel. And I drove across town in my mom's car. I was not supposed to be driving my mom's car. Um, but she told me not to, not that I wasn't, you know, I had my license. I knew what I was doing, but yeah. And I was scared. I was literally physically shaking when I walked into the store. I knew that they had my size and this is before the internet. Okay. So this is eighties, uh, 86, 87. Yeah. Sorry, I don't mean to blank, but I think that was the year, about 86, 87. 
So I'm 16 or 17 years old. Beautiful thing about being born on a year that ends with a zero is you can kind of, whatever that last number is, that's going to be part of your age. So yeah, I was born in 70. So yeah, you know, 86, I'm 16. There you go. Um, really simple. So I go shopping and I am freaking out. I mean, sweat. Sweat is pouring down me. I mean, it is, it's air conditioning. This is in the summer break. Okay, so I'm not even going to school. It's hot. For those of you in Australia, I'm sure you're freezing to death because I think you all have separate. So right now it's cold here for Christmas, but you all get warm weather for Christmas, which is just, I would love to experience that. I would love to go to Australia. Oh my God. Um, anyway, I digress. I do that a lot. So I go in and I go to buy these shoes. I talk to the lady and she didn't even ask, but I felt like I was forced to come up with a backstory of why I was purchasing these. And I don't even remember what it was. I probably came up with something lame, like this is for my older sister or something. I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so I ended up getting the shoes and I, again, I was so nervous and shaking um, I had to sit in the car for a minute before I started to drive because I just like, I literally was, I, there was no way I could control it. So I had to calm down. But then of course, anybody who has ever bought shoes um, at a mall, you know, as soon as you get into the parking lot, what do you do? You take off your sneakers and your socks and you go ahead and you try them on. And that's exactly what, girl, I will tell you, that's exactly what I did. <laughs> and I ended up driving and I almost ran into somebody um, because I was driving in heels and I was not used to it. And yeah, so my first outing and buying something, not only was I scared to death, but I literally almost caused an accident. And, uh, so the shoes, I put it in park and I quickly, um, uh, I quickly took the shoes off and drove normally back home, but I added it into my stash that I had. We've all had the stash. Mine was in a duffel bag that I had shoved underneath my bed way back in the corner. And I had tons of crap that was in front of it. So it would be so hard for you to get to. It wouldn't even be worth the effort. Um, but I did on the daily in order for me to be able to put on whatever I could get on. Uh, so yeah, so there's 1986, 1987 for me. But it hasn't changed I still, I'm not as anxious. I don't like break out and sweat, but it's, I've become a little bit better about like keeping my cool when talking to someone about clothing. Um, I, I don't know, maybe it's the age. I mean, recently though, I just don't really care that much anymore. It's like, whatever, I'm getting too old in order to deal with your issues. I'm buying clothes. Uh, who cares who it's for, who's going to wear it, whatever. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so... All up until then, up until we get the internet, you have to go in though and buy clothing. So anyone that's my generation, you know exactly once the internet hit, oh wow. Yeah, once you realize, wait, it's not just for information I can buy stuff on here? Sign me the hell up so I don't even have to go ahead and go into a store and get all like, you know, and forget about doing returns, right? So ordering online is perfect and you, you, Unfortunately, you're guessing a ton. Uh, as a trans woman, again, I, I'm, I'm thinking 
and I don't want to put words in anyone's mouth, but anyone transitioning from female to male, I would say that it probably would be a little easier um, with men's clothing. Female's clothing, though, is it's got to have a different fit. You know, it's got to have that 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 perfect fit for you in order for it to feel correctly. Like the waistline has to hit certain, you know, if you're wearing a dress or something along those lines. So, yeah, you end up ordering all these clothes and but the the relief of not having to sit there and talk to someone because, you know, as soon as you walk in, can I help you with anything? you're about ready to poop your pants because this person's talking to you and you just want to get in, get out. I want to get some, you know, I want to buy a skirt or a top or something like that, but now i got to hold a conversation about you. So now, transgender people, I'm I'm thinking, if everyone else is going through the same crap that I am, we have got to be some of the fastest thinking people on the planet because we have, at least I know I do, you've got a story that can shove into your mind and out of your mouth in order to cover yourself. Oh, yeah, these are for uh, my sister. She, we're really close. We're twins. And, I mean, yeah, you have no idea. You don't have a twin sister. But, yeah, here we go. You know, and this is covering you up. This is how you pretend that you're not shopping for yourself. Anybody else. Oh, man. Um, Jeez. Uh, so, okay, when I got married, um, I got married at 22. Uh, nobody judge. I don't want to hear any judging, but I got married at 22, um, and we ended up getting divorced when I was 35, 34, sorry, I had not turned 35 yet. So, we had stayed together almost 15 years, and, um... Yeah, so you start living vicariously through your spouse. Now, the problem with my first marriage was that she did not know about me. That's a huge no-no. Big red flag. That was uh, not good on my part. And again, we can talk about my first marriage later on. Um, That's going to be when I need a box of tissues because a lot ends up happening. But you live vicariously through your spouse. So you start grabbing things that she likes. And luckily, just luckily, my uh, ex-wife also happened to be 5'10", and of similar build to me, to some degree. Um, Much shapier and curvier uh, in the way that I would like to be, but yeah, so things started to fit a little bit. And you start snagging things there, so that way you know, okay, I have this size. You can... You can understand or write it down, and then you can take it with you in order for you to be able to get in and get out. Um, and of course, during this time, the internet hits and then we start finding, finding stores online and everything else, uh, in the nineties. Um, I think that happened like right after I got out of the army and then I started shopping online, but then you had to hide it from your wife because you were not out to your wife, which totally sucked. And so, yeah, shopping still is a pain in the ass. So let's jump forward to present day. I'm talking to my my wonderful token cisgender friend and she's telling me, okay, shop by measurements. I'm online and I'm doing everything I need to. I order the items that I get. And unfortunately, the entire box is so frigging big 
And she's like, well, you can send it back, right? And I'm like, well, yeah, I can send it back. But now it's just a huge pain in the ass. And it's, uh, so I'm going to have to send them back. Um, but, and then one of the things that she said to me, which I thought was really interesting, she's like, welcome to womanhood. It doesn't go any better for you because you go out shopping and you try stuff on and things aren't supposed to fit. So you've got a different brands have different sizes and the way that they fit on you. And sometimes they have a different cut. And so, yeah, it doesn't get any better. So once again, it's, I know it's what I signed up for and I'm okay with that. And I am pleased as punch that my body is changing a little to what it is uh, after being on hormones for two and a half years. But damn, I just would really like to have a couple of pieces of clothing that fit the way they're supposed to. And I've made her promise me that in the new year, she's going to teach me how to make patterns for myself. So at least I can start making myself some of my own skirts. And that way I know they're going to fit because they're made for me. And uh, we'll get into dresses later on. That's the advanced class, she told me. So we're going to do that. But I, I would love to hear shopping. I mean, do you shop for yourself? And I'm sure we all do. Um... I don't know how free you are at home in order to be able to dress. Uh, again, my current wife, the wife I am married to now, um, she's wonderful, very supportive, and she actually helps me to find things. That is fantastic, because when you have an ally to be able to go shopping with and say, no, this is not going to be good. Um, (laughs) So I had one friend that ended up telling me that I was banned from shopping because I dressed like an old woman. And this was about 10 years ago. So when I was about 38, I was told that there is no way that I should be dressing by myself. I need supervision in order to be able to go shopping. So uh, that lasted for a while because I did. I will say I I looked like I was being very conservative, though. My aspect of being um presenting myself into the general public was that I always saw if I was going to do it I didn't want to stand out I didn't want to I literally just wanted to be another face in the crowd that nobody paid attention to so basically if you were just walking by me you'd be like oh okay it's just another woman and not paying attention to it just you know out of the corner of your eye whatever I never wanted any focus and I and I don't know if I guess other transgenders would want to do that. Although there's a lot of, um, man, I see a lot of gorgeous women that are online and they are just bombshells. I mean, they would turn anybody's head. And so, yeah, I mean, that's far more than what I, but again, they're also super, super young. Um, but yeah, that's more than what I am capable of doing at my age. Uh, yeah, I'm happy just to be able to be passing. So that was how I I, dro- I dressed very conservative. So now I have friends. My wife helps me helps me to go and get things, and I'm I wear I wear my feminine clothing around the house all the time. It's been a little bit harder recently um, because I am home taking care of my mom. So therefore, my opportunities to dress because I have doctors coming in and nurses coming in, and not all of them know. My next door neighbors are extremely sweet, and they bring over some flowers for my mom. Um, and which is great and but very nice, but my neighbors don't know. So therefore I have to play it safe. So it's, you know, you have to, again, you pick and choose. 
I don't know whether or not any of you all are in a similar case um, or how how free you feel in order to be able to dress. Um, one thing I would ask is I would really love to know how many times you've purged. Um, and again, an entire closet. I, I think I have purged. I thought about this the other day. Uh, when I was looking through my own closet today, I've actually got more female clothes than I do male clothes. Because uh, I just hate shopping. Males, you don't have any color. There's no color in male clothes. I hate it so bad. I love color. And so I want nice, you know, colorful skirts and dresses and stuff. Anyway, um, wanna, I want to say I purged about seven times. And the last time I purged... Oh, man. The last time I purged was in 2000 and I think it was 2000. Nope. Nope. I take that back. It was about 2003. And I threw away about $7,000 worth of clothes. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to like give all this little blank space, but yeah. Seven grand worth of clothes. And I mean, it was rocking. There was some good stuff because I was still, I felt that I was still young enough in order to be able to get away with some of it. So, oh man, I had the nice pencil skirts and everything else. And I went out and I splurged on my own hips. I got the, um, oh man, I can't think of the name of it right now. Uh, but anyway, it's a, Basically, it's a padded girdle to give you a little extra tush and some hips. Um, I bought a pair of giblets, uh, you know, the silicon breasts. Uh, and I'm, yeah, gone. All of it. My, I was separated from my wife at the time, and she asked me to come back in. So it all had to go. Every last bit of it. And I literally cried when I threw it all in the dumpster. Bag after bag. Um... Well, I take that back. Half of it went to the dumpster. Half of it went to Goodwill because I was like, yeah. The stuff that, have been, that I got from secondhand stores, like I went thrift shopping. Oh, and that's another great place for you to go shopping for things for yourself. Go to thrift stores. So good. Uh, DAV. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so good. Um, in order for you to find some cheap, still good, pretty good clothing. Um, and you're not going to get hassled because nobody's walking around in the aisle saying, do you need help finding anything? So yeah, it's, it's a good place to go. But anyway, all of that stuff, any of the new stuff that I got, that was the stuff I gave to, to Goodwill or, uh, CHKD or any of those thrift store, um, places. Um, but yeah, how many times have you purged? So, I would really be interested to know that um, and see how, if you're like me, if you have purged as many times. Not that it's a contest, um, but I just would love to see um, what your thoughts are. Am I weird in that? Am I too many times? Um, should I have, you know, basically gotten a hint of like seven or five uh, uh, purges beforehand? Let me know what you think. Um, but yeah. So shopping is uh is definitely it goes right along with the confusion that you have of you not knowing do you go in the women's section do you go in the juniors I have ended up finding believe it or not at my size and even at my age like two years ago I found a pair of leggings in the junior section 
I had to have them. They were Harry Potter. All right. Again, don't judge. But I <laughs> I ended up, uh, and yeah, they fit great. They were awesome. So who knows? And I mean, you know, again, 5'10", 225. I'm wearing junior leggings. Who knew? Um, but there's a lot of confusion with that. And I mean, that really brings up another wing of when, when I first, oh man, way back when I was just starting to understand that, that things were different with me, there was so much confusion. And I am sure anyone who has been intersexed, uh, or who is intersexed, um, that was so weird for me to say it like that, but anyone who's intersexed, um, transgender, you really, there's so much confusion that you don't know what to do with it. Nowadays, which is really nice, is that you have a freedom in order for you to be able to express yourself, to be able to come out to a loved one most of the time, not all the time. Um, but there are a lot more openly accepting people that are there. So if it's not a member of your family, there's a friend or there's support groups or there are a number of facilities that you can go to and talk to someone. When I was growing up, no, I didn't have any of that stuff. None. I was on my own trying to figure this out. I mean, it wasn't even the LGBTQ plus. The plus and the Q weren't even thought about. Neither was the T. It was literally just lesbians, bisexuals, and gay men. And that was it. The T was uh, getting a load of flack, if I understand correctly, like back in the uh, 80s and the 70s, late 70s. The T was even getting hostility from the LGB. So, like, what the heck is going on? And so you're growing up and you learn that you're this way. So you're like, wait, so I'm even, like, you know, in a even less category than LGBs because they're already getting picked on. And then the LGBs and the regular cis people, they weren't even cis then, I can't, I think Gigi was uh, what you would call a girl, a genetic girl. It was a Gigi. I think that was the terminology. And we'll do terminology, I think. Uh, I would love to actually know new terminology um, uh, within the trans community. But again, I digress. Um so yeah, so you've got the regular cis people and you've got the LGB putting down transgender people like, well, wait, what the hell? But we had to figure it out on our own. And I remember looking at my dad's nudie magazines and in the back there was a Fredericks of Hollywood and you could order boobs. You could order padded panties. Had no idea what the hell a gaff was, but you could order it. You could order nylons, and it was all through the mail. So how many of you have ever actually gone out and getting a money order to send it into a place like that because there wasn't any internet, remember? And you ended up trying to get something that, A, didn't fit, but you were just like, I now own these. It didn't matter whether or not it fit or not. They were yours. They weren't stolen from anybody's panty drawer or anything else like that. These are yours. So, yeah, a little bit more of a window into my childhood. But I had a great deal of confusion, a lot of confusion. Um, all my cousins, uh, my friends at school, well, I couldn't even say my friends at school because by the time I really started figuring out what was going on, that I liked what the girls were doing, 
And I wanted to do that, but I had already been hit with the sobering thought that that's not cool. So I protected myself. And, but I still wanted to be doing what the girls were doing. So I literally would live vicariously through watching them or whatever. And I'm sure I was like seen as being a, a perv or anything else like that. But literally it was just looking at their outfits, taking notes on how they coordinated things. And it's, yes, they're beautiful because on my scale of LGBTQ, I actually take up two of those letters I am a lesbian, and I am a transgender, and so, yeah, yeah, they're attractive, but you're also like, damn, I would really love to be wearing that right now, you know, I would love to get my hair done, you know, 80s, I'm sorry, you get poofy hair, but you would love to do that, some of the sweaters, oh my god, the sweater dresses, Pat Benatar, I would love to have wore a dress like her, oh, yeah, so... You're sitting there trying to understand why do you feel this way when you're standing around listening to other guys crack jokes about homosexuality and calling people fags or faggots and you've got to laugh along or you're going to get your ass beat. And so that was my childhood in school. And I'm like, what is happening? So then as I got into high school, I went to a private school. Now, that is, it's an all-boys private school, which was very different. And I'm still struggling with what the heck is going on. By this time, I've figured out transgender means something. Um, they were using, there were three terms that were going around during that time period for me, which was a transgender, transsexual, and a transvestite. And these were not dirty words. Transvestite, I know, is, is frowned upon. Uh, and I think even transsexual might be, I don't know, but I considered myself to be a transsexual. In my mind, from what I had read or what I had um, come up with by that point when I was in high school. So I'm talking literally sophomore year, maybe, junior or uh, freshman, sophomore year. Um, I'm understanding that there's something different about me that I definitely want to associate with girls, but I know that I am in a boy's body. And I, oh my God, I remember going to church. So I was brought up in the, in the uh, Church of England, Episcopal, and which is just basically Catholic light. Okay, it's the same kind of rules, but, you know, and um, it's less guilt. Same great taste, just less guilt. So yeah, Episcopal, Catholic light. And I remember sitting or kneeling in church, and I'm laughing and trying to make fun so I don't start crying because this is pretty harsh for me, but I remember crying in church to myself. I was so trying to just keep it muffled and just keeping my head down as I prayed, but I was trying so hard to find out what was wrong with me why did I feel this way? And I don't know whether I was doing my own prayer conversion uh, or what, but I never got answers. But again, here I am. I'm trying to figure it out. So I'm like, okay, if I feel this way, maybe this is what being gay feels like. I'm in an all-boys school. You're doing things with all boys. So sports, I try to get into sports as best I could. 
The only one I really got into was soccer. I loved soccer. Um, oh my God, I did wrestling. I did football. Terrible. Absolutely. One season of each and I was done. Um, oh my God, wrestling. I actually pinned a guy and then snapped his uh, shoulder blade. His shoulder, um, it, it popped his arm out of socket. And I just cried. I was traumatized that I had hurt somebody so bad. And I just, yeah, we were done. So, yeah, soccer it was. And But you're showering, and you're like, what the hell is going on? I wasn't attracted to any of them. There wasn't anything, and I'm like, well, wait, if I'm supposed to be a gay guy, shouldn't I, like, be turned on with any of these things? So these are thoughts going through your head at ninth or 10th grade. That's some serious, that's wrong. And then I started, like, I'm not... I'm not connecting with anyone. I there's I'm removing myself even more. So I start to um, withdraw. I don't do any social events unless I absolutely positively have to. And I do it. Um, I pull myself away. So I'm like in the back or something along those lines. The only solace that I felt was joining drama class and band. I So I was with the band geeks and the drama geeks. And that was kind of where I found my home. Drama was great because you could be 1,500 different people and you could learn to act. And I, that's what I did. And I thrived there. But once social afterwards, I was, again, so introverted and removed myself so much. I just didn't live. I just kept to myself, which was also horrible. Um, band was great because nobody judged you on who you were. You just basically played an instrument and how good you were or how bad you were. I mean, I was, I played trumpet and I played drums and I was okay. I mean, I wasn't the best, but I squeaked by and kept to myself, kept my head down and just did everything I needed to do in order to survive. Um, and yeah, they were bullies. I got bullied a lot. I think I mentioned in a previous episode, um, I used comedy. One of my big skills was that I had a really good memory. So I would listen to everybody, every every one of the top comics. Um, I would listen to their routines and I would remember them. And then that's how I would be in the, in the lunchroom I would do these routines and all the guys that would normally be bullying me, they still thought I was, you know, less than them. But because I made them laugh, I was able to not get my ass beat or not be shoved in a locker or not have my things taken away from me or something along those lines. Um, yeah, so there was a lot of confusion going on as I grew up. Um, I thought, okay, I started to learn about what being transgender was once I got out of school. Um, but it was only a year before I met my first wife. So I only had a year in between graduating from high school, understanding I tried to be gay. I did try to find guys attractive twice. I actually, um, I don't know how it happened, but I ended up uh, being on a, I remember being on like a, a trip and somebody asked me if I wanted to hang out. I was like, yeah, sure. Okay. Whatever. Um, I guess. And so it ended up being, 
it wasn't romantic, but it certainly was like I understood what he was doing. Like he was hitting on me and I was very flattered by that, but I you know, that part made me feel good, but I was not attracted. Um and then the other time I was I just had finished graduating, I did kiss a guy and it just was nothing. And I just realized at that point, okay, I I love women, but this is how I am. So more confusion, trying to figure out what's going on. And then the Donahue shows started coming up. Sally, Jesse, Raphael. And now we're talking about transgender, transsexuals that are out there and what's going on. And I start finding out more people are out there. I'm like, oh, my God, this person's just like me. Or, you know, I'm like, but they're tearing that person down on this talk show or, you know, whatever's happening. You're like, oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah, this person is describing everything that I am feeling, and that just made me sit up and take notice. And so I was like, okay, I'm starting to understand what I am, how I need to identify myself, What what is going on with me. And once I found out that I was transgender, then, or trend, as I was, again, I was saying I, I'm identifying as a transsexual. I am born in a male's body. And I do not want that body. I want a female's body. Because that's exactly the way that I feel that I am wired. Um, so there was a lot of confusion going on with that. And then I was like, okay, well, at that point, I had phases. I don't know if anybody went through this. So I don't know how best to describe this, but the phases of the intense feeling of being the opposite gender would come and go. It wasn't a steady constant. And so that's kind of the other way how I got through high school was a lot of times I wasn't thinking about it, but then, boom, I would get hit the next morning, and there I am thinking about it all day long. And I thought, well, these are phases, maybe. It's like, well, okay, I'm... I'm I'm thinking like a transsexual, but I'm not doing it all the time, so maybe I'm not. So I thought, okay, and then I met my wife. Well, then I was like, okay, well, this is going to be different, and I start not feeling this way because I'm so absorbed with her, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to be great. I don't have to worry about this anymore, and I've now got something that I, you know, someone I can focus on, and we're going to get married. It's going to be great. We're going to be happy, and yeah, two months into our relationship we start dating and everything else and here we are and yeah I want to dress again I actually had a dream about going out uh, to a place that we visited her and I and I'm dressed as a female so I don't know what was going on but um, again a lot of confusion that goes on and it wasn't until I started going to therapy that it allowed me to be able to clear away a lot of the muck that we all self-examine ourselves, I think. Um, and uh, I think it was therapy was a huge help. So if you're not going to therapy yet, you're still hiding and you're listening to this, seek some help or talk to a friend. It's 10 times better when you can verbalize with someone that you trust or someone where you know you're in a safe space and they're not going to judge you for the person that you are, the wonderful person that you are, um, that's a, a whole different gambit. And I think that's what really helped me to start coming to terms with understanding what is going on with me and um, 
yeah, what I need to do for myself. How am I going to be healthy? And I guess that's what this podcast is about, is literally about me being uh, trying to get healthier. I see that I'm not, and I want to be healthier, so here I am. So with that, I would love to hear uh, from you um, feedback on any of this. I mean, you know, when you, how many times did you purge? Um, what kind of confusion did you have? Uh, would love to know again with our international listeners, um, what is the transgender scene where you are? How are things going on there? And how are they affecting politically, socially? Whatever you'd like to share. I'm loving to hear from you. Um, my email, again, questions at tieandhighheels.com. Or the easier way is to go to the website, tieandhighheels.com. Go to the contact page and fill out the three little fields worth in there. Write me a note and it'll come directly to me. Um, or you can also uh, like us on Instagram and Facebook at Tie and High Heels. Would love to hear from you there. Um, and yeah, I've already got like four things running through my head about next episode. So I hope to uh, have you tune in next time. Take care. <laughs>